building and any business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. People on the internet, they call me Supreme Rum Ham, and this is the Building and Indie Business Podcast, recorded in the Indie Business Studio. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about e-commerce. Uh, I'm going to go over the types of e-commerce, um, how e-commerce is different from art, uh, revenue generation uh, in an e-commerce store, uh, revenue ideas. I have a lot this time. Expenses, revenue reducers, problems, my opinion, and yeah, that's it. So uh, let's get into it. The types of e-commerce. There's big brand, and so big brand is like Target. Um, the consumers might think that uh, big brand uh, e-commerce stores are more, more reliable than the others. There's hosted, and so what hosted is, it's like if Target let a human, a person, create their own e-commerce store uh, within Target.com and let them sell their own products, right? Um, and in this case, the person running the e-commerce store does not have to worry about getting traffic. Fun fact. And then they're self-hosted, and this is like Shopify or Gumroad or, hey, Stripe. What do you know? Um, so, yeah. You're going to be getting less sales but more money per sale because there are less fees um, versus a hosted store, right? Because they'll get you the traffic, but they'll take the fees for doing that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying over here? Okay. Sorry about that. Um, how e-commerce is different from art. I wanted to bring this up because I did like two episodes on digital art and... Some people might be saying, like, dude, isn't digital art and e-commerce the same thing? No, it's different. You hear me? Sorry. <laughs> um, so e-commerce can be selling anything. Uh, PDFs, videos, uh, physical products. Uh, and the products, they have a price ceiling. For art, people will pay anything for art. So, for example... Let's say I sell, I don't know, let's let's say I sell a book, right? No, no, that's a bad idea. Let's say I sell a t-shirt, right? So I have a t-shirt, and t-shirts are in the store, right? T-shirts are in the store for like $20. So, like the max, the price ceiling of my t-shirt is like $30, because... It has to be around the market level, or market market price, right? Or else people won't pay for it. Art doesn't have a market price. People will pay anywhere from $50 to apparently $69 million, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Revenue generation. 
So there are several different methods that a e-commerce store will use to generate some revenue, get that traffic in, have those people spend some money, and there you get your revenue. Okay, so the first way is um, SEO. They optimize their, their store content to be searchable on Google and people find that stuff and then they click on it and they buy it you know what I mean okay um the next revenue generation method is email so they click on the store from Google and then they buy it then you ask them to save their email and then you take that email and you send them uh, discounts and other things, uh, information about the store, right? And so then they come back and they buy more things, right? And then also you might just offer them a discount right away. Uh, and then they use that discount and they buy something and you keep their email. Right. And so the third revenue generation method is coupons. You're, you're, you're giving the, the, you're taking their email and then you send them coupons because let's say you're selling something for $10 and it costs you $1 to make it to give someone a discount at $2.00. You're still making $6, and $6 is better than no sale, right? So, you offer them a discount. Okay. Um, There's social media, too, right? Um, you you take your, your links, your content, and you post it on the internet. And some people click on that social media post. They go to the link. They might buy it, and then you get their email, right? And then you send them discounts. That's how you do it. Um, Ads. So here, you have someone else. You, You can have someone else. An influencer is the word I'm looking for. Post about your product, and then they try to get their followers to click on that ad and buy something then you get their email and you send them coupons through the email the email I don't have the email I don't do the email (laughs) it's not the email it's just email now okay sorry um I'm I'm full of jokes today um yes then there's also pay-per-click ads where you pay to have a banner on some website and every time someone clicks on it that's when you pay and so they click on it and then they go to the website and then you offer them a discount to buy something or they just buy something off the bat you know what happens it could happen to you you know what I'm saying of course you know what I'm saying Actually, you might not. I'm I'm being ridiculous this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. So pay for pay per click. You buy an ad on Google, 
And then what happens is every time someone clicks on it, you pay, and it's per thousand dollars. And the minimum price I've seen for a series of a thousand ads is five dollars because it's five cents an ad, right? And then you pay for every thousand, right? So let's do the math right now 0.05 times 1,000. Oh, fifty dollars. Sorry, I should know that. This podcast is basically me just doing like basic math that I should know off the top of my head. That's what I feel like. Okay. Revenue ideas. Da, 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 da. Okay. So, um, I had a talk with Ross. Right. You you listen to that talk, and I always talk to him. I talk to him every day, and. Um, we talked about we talk about e-commerce a lot, and so talking to him, I got some of these ideas. The first idea is a service to help optimize your store for sales, SEO, design, and other improvements. Just like you pay these people, they come in, they improve your store for like organic traffic. Um, you know, making sure that your layout is optimized so that people don't leave the store because of the way you optimized or the way you designed it yourself you just pay them and they help you get sales right and so that way you're not stuck with i don't know a bunch of inventory or something like that you're just using your store the best way possible um yeah i would totally do this because right if they know how to optimize my store for seo bringing in free traffic, and I'm doing all those other things. That's great, right? Um, yeah. And then also, um, how do I put this? So, I I read in an article in, let's say, let's say 2015, that Legos have appreciated in value more than gold or no their their price holds better than gold right so of course me um this is a 19 year old alex not not 25 year old alex just to be clear he went out and he spent a hundred dollars um on four sets of legos 25 each um right but then there's um there's there's a problem right I hate having to deal with shipping and handling. I hate going to the post office. I hate putting the stamp on it or whatever. I just hate packaging it up. And so these Legos, they have appreciated in value. Um, one of them is like $70, right? And the others are like 50 45 So they've all increased in value, right? To the point where I'm okay to sell them all just as a bulk order. Um, but... That would require me to go to the store, go to the post office, package it up, and that's the whole thing. So this idea, that this this issue, gave me the idea to like pay someone to handle all my shipping and handling, and someone can do that for e-commerce too. Like you send them, or no, they they come pick it up. Right, you send them all the information, and they come pick up your Legos, and then they they package it up, they put the label on it, they print it out, 
they do all that for you and you pay them for it that's um that's something i would pay for right come pick up my legos is what i'm saying okay and then i thought of this idea too so i'm i i buy things from random websites sometimes and i'm also like like you can design your store for trust right so airbnb they they built their website around trust because they knew that staying in people's houses is very intimate and you need to build that trust so they they designed the store for trust right or their website for trust and so some of these stores that i buy stuff from they don't do that so i don't trust their uh their website i'm like is my identity gonna get stolen am i gonna get scammed right so i thought of an idea to have a product that verifies if an e-commerce store is real just like not give it the the stamp of approval because that's like that that doesn't matter um if you remember from the evil design um book episode i said that you can just put like any oh this this website is okay and people will believe it i want real verification i want someone to like maybe a company buys a product from them and verifies like okay this product is real it works um yeah so it'd be okay if you bought something from there and this is different from like reviews because reviews can be posted no reviews can be faked we've learned that from uh the big a right the big a they let people fake reviews so reviews on a website doesn't matter okay another thing i another idea i had was that you never know where your package actually is right it just says yeah it's it's in sacramento it's in uh napa and then it shows up to your house like two hours later so there's there's room for improvement with the tracking of the packages right yeah i think so and then there's also lost package recovery so the these these postal services they lose thousands of packages let's say every month right and some of that package content is very valuable and i'm willing to bet that either the e-commerce store or the consumer is willing to pay to help recover that expensive package so there's a service right there i don't know how that would work though because it's a lost package and the tracking sucks you know i don't know but i have ideas i don't actually pursue them in this case in the revenue ideas category let's say okay and another thing with shipping i have a lot of problems with shipping as you can see um so 
shipping, you know, they use roads, right? And people drive on those roads. They go to work. They come from work. And I was at a company, let's say. I was at a company. I was working at a company. And right by these com- this company's office, um, coming home or not, you know, it, if you... If you were at that office, on the way to the office, at a certain time, you would see a bunch of trucks, delivery trucks, you know, like, starting out their day, right? And so that made me think, like, how much traffic is caused by people needing their Oreos delivered in less than 24 hours, right? And... How much traffic and road space do those Oreos, those uh, overnighted Oreos, cause, right? So maybe someone should create a way to prevent these Oreos from, you know, causing traffic, taking up space on the road. And so the two ideas I had for this were maybe using some like some sort of a zip line cuz I know that these huge companies, these huge e-commerce companies, they they use planes, right? If I order something that's in New York and I'm in California, that's 3000 miles and they need to get it here in 3 to 5 days. They're going to use a plane, right? So what if they, someone creates some sort of zip line and instead of having it out on the road, they use the zip line and they zip line it to my house or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Or what is it called? Like those things. Oh no, it's exactly like this. I can't remember the name of it, but. They have it in Seattle, in Spokane, and you go up on this little, like, cart ride, and you're on a wire. Oh, a cable car. A cable car. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's the same idea, like, as a cable car above, just above, like, my head. Stop taking up traffic. Stop causing me to be 10 minutes. I have to... Dude, like... I don't want to plan out 10 minutes, like, I have to plan out 10 minutes before, like, instead of leaving at 7.30, I have to leave at 7.20, because someone wants their Oreos in less than 24 hours, dude, I don't, that's so, I don't, I don't like dealing with that, right, just give me my time back, I can't get the time back, right, so just give me my time, let, let me, let me do something for those 10 minutes, right, let me, let me write, you know, writing is productive. So instead of me having to get ready or to leave my house for 10 minutes early, like, just stop causing traffic and let me write. That That's my platform for this. You know, let me write. Oh, uh, I don't, I'm off the rails today. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, so... There's the zipline idea I had, the zipline cable car idea, you know, from the airport 
to people's houses, but then you have to have to have a network of that. Like maybe, maybe you have a hub for, you know, each, um, each neighborhood, like you drop off the packages to one spot and everyone goes and collects it from that one spot. And this is all you're like, dude, this is to prevent traffic. Like your commute is now shorter and it's all just because you don't have packages actually delivered to your house. It's this hub and it's not on the road and you're saving the planet. Okay. And then also another idea I had was like to use public transit, right? So we have in the Bay Area, we have BART and we have VTA light rail. And they're like, like BART is a train. It's Bay Area rapid transit. Yeah, and it's a train, but VTA, it's like a light rail. So maybe like you have an extra compartment that's locked and you use that, no, like a car, right? Like like the cable car. Yeah, let's just call it a compartment. You have another compartment of people, but it's not people. It's, um, it's packages from the airport or, you know, you, you put it on the top somehow and like just you put it on the top and it rides but then how do you drop that one off i don't know their ideas someone can pursue them i hope someone pursues this one okay yeah so then another idea i had is because um no let's just talk about the idea so people are always gonna want to feel and see something um like something that they want to buy online like maybe that's shoes or clothes or furniture so maybe there's a service that's like a showroom for online items i don't know like you see a couch online and you can't feel it or see it right so maybe you want to go to like some some store and just like sit on it and see how it feels before you buy it and then you get that item delivered to the house see it in person get it delivered right yeah okay and so my last idea so there i have all this packaging right like i get books delivered and it's this horrible packaging Where I have to like struggle to open it up. And it's plastic and it sucks. So I was thinking like what if there was an eco-friendly packaging. And I'm going to talk about this a little more. Um, But that's my last idea. Eco-friendly packaging. Right. Okay. So expenses. Jesus dude. It's 23 minutes and I'm. Wow. Okay. Um. There's the platform fees, so if you use Shopify or Stripe or Gumroad, you have to pay for every transaction. Not every transaction, but like to be on the platform, right? And then uh, for Shopify, you can add plugins. You have to pay for those or they're built into the fee that you pay. Then there's transaction fees. I always talk about transaction fees. I hate them. I hate them. 3% for every credit card, you know, those are super lame, so yeah, 
there's that. And then there's marketing. So if you you need to pay for email, um, wherever you are, wherever you're hosted, you, you might have a blog for your website. You got to pay for that. The ads, you got to pay for that. So marketing, basic marketing, right? Um, okay. Revenue ideas or revenue reducers. Sorry. There's a uh, shipping. So someone buys something, then you got to pay to package it up. You got to go to the post office. You got to go pay them. And that cuts into your revenue, right? Okay. So, um, on Gumroad specifically, I know that if you, what's the word I'm looking for? If you, oh, if you, if you don't charge for a product and it's a certain, um, amount of megabytes, I think. So if you charge, if you don't charge for a product, you make it like your lead magnet for free and it's under 25 megabytes, that's okay. But if it's 26 megabytes, they make you pay for like, it's not free anymore. They make you pay the monthly fee, right? So that makes me think that other um, e-commerce platforms, they have like, they charge for file storage some way or another, right? Like if I were to pay that like that would reduce my revenue if I had if I paid for that free thing or for my lead magnet to be you know 20 if I had to pay Gumroad to have the lead magnet for free that would reduce my revenue right so that's a revenue reducer yes okay those were the words I was looking for my final revenue reducer is competition right so when you let's say you do a hosted e-commerce store the uh, you're competing with other people right so you're selling t-shirts and someone looks up supreme rum ham on amazon and five different people uh, five different options pop up you're competing for that right so yeah and then when you're doing a self-hosted store you're competing with the big guys right so when someone googles supreme rum ham t-shirt you know the big store is going to pop up and then your store is going to pop up like maybe at the end of the page if you're lucky so yeah you have to compete with there's a lot of competition in e-commerce right no matter what there's a lot of competition in everything but if it was easy, uh, then there wouldn't. Or, you know, what's the saying? If it was easy, every if it's easy, everyone would do it, right? So, no, you know, it could be worse, is what I'm saying. Okay, problems. So, uh, I talked to Ross, right, and he said his biggest problem was generating traffic, right, getting people to show up to his store. And so that's a problem that I, you know, that I put down for this episode. Um, okay. Competition. So I just said it like a huge problem is competition. So that's 
probably when I write this up, it's I'm going to talk about it once. Okay. Getting people to come back. So, you know, I I wrote a book, right? And I'm going to release more content in the future. Um, and they're unrelated. So I have my own e-commerce setup. And I wonder if people that bought my book will come back and buy my next writing. So um, there are people that, let's say they sell a course and they they're, they have their course, people are buying it, and then they come out with a new course. Will people buy that new course? Is that a problem they have? I don't know. I just, and also like, I don't know. Um, getting people to come back might be difficult for people that run e-commerce stores. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. So, I talked. I didn't talk to Ross. I well, I got this idea from Ross. So I know that uh, abandoning carts is like a huge problem, and uh, a bunch of people have solutions for them. Um, that was one of the first things Ross told me. He was like, yeah, people keep putting stuff in their cart and then leaving. And so I gave him the idea to put coupons. Um, so, But yeah, the, the, the coupons might not work. Um, so you need more solutions to help, um, you know, decrease abandoned carts or like get them to come back and fill out their carts or to fill their orders. Right. Okay. So this this next problem is uh, kind of related to the eco-friendly packaging. I said I was going to talk about it more. Right. So I've been uh I've been tracking my carbon footprint and like everything I do that um you know adds to uh my carbon footprint and you know doesn't help the planet. Uh, because I've been talking to David Shaw and I've been seeing his tweets. That's why I've been keeping up with this. So, yeah. If you're listening, you're the reason why. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then it kind of like, it hit me that everything in e-commerce, it adds to your carbon footprint in every step. Like, ordering it. You're When you order it, you're online and um, data centers add to... Uh, add pollution right and then the actual item you might be dude that shirt you're gonna buy for thirty dollars you're probably gonna wear it five times at the most you don't need to be paying thirty dollars for a t-shirt and then you wear that t-shirt for five you, you wear that t-shirt five times and then you throw it away and that that's not you know that's not environmentally friendly i would say so there's the ordering, there's the item, and then the packaging, dude. It's going to come in this cheap plastic, and that cheap plastic is going to get thrown into a landfill and just sit there, and, you know, it's going to break down in 500 years, and it's going to go up in the air, too, and pollute the air, which is a huge problem in California, right? So packaging. And then... Like I've been talking about, the delivery, right? Um, 
you know, it, it, it comes on a plane from New York and you have to drive it to my house. Um, yeah, that's a lot of, it's a lot of carbon emissions is the word I'm looking for. So that's why I thought of like the eco-friendly packaging because it just like, it's one less thing that, you know, contributes to climate change. Or not, but you know what I mean? It like, it's like one, one less gram or whatever that's added to your carbon footprint. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about climate change e-commerce. <laughs> I stumbled through that. Okay, finally, my opinion. You can stop listening to me after this. Fun stuff. Okay. Physical products take time. You know, packaging and shipping. I've been talking about that a lot, and you have to spend the money on them, right? That that shipping isn't free. That packaging isn't free. Um, these are revenue reducers, right? That's some, and someone who isn't selling a physical product, you know, they're selling an ebook, they're selling digital products. They don't have to deal with that because the products are, they're digital, they're download and go. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big fan of like digital products. Let's just say, and I know that some people aren't. And I would, I would cater my store to those digital people because it's less work. With the physical product, I actually have to hand ship every order. Whereas I, you know, I, I make, it's, I want to do an e-commerce store so that I can make money kind of passively, right? Like I send that email at four in the morning and I get a sale, right? I'm asleep at four in the morning. I'm not up. But with a physical product, I actually have to actively do something to make money, right? I have to package it and go to the post office. So yeah, um, I don't know if that was an opinion, but that's there. Okay. And then speed, um, speed of the page matters. I know this, um, uh, a lot of e-commerce companies they save millions of dollars by just creating art making their pages like 0.001 second faster yeah they speed of the page matters because if it takes too long to load people will leave right okay Okay, this is the last thing I have to talk about, I think. No, I have two more things. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm apologizing. Um, okay. So, I thought a lot about this. Like, there's a lot of competition out there. And I think that personalization will win consumers in the future. So, let me talk about that. What I mean by personalization is, like, personalizing, you know, a product for one consumer, right? So like I'm selling a t-shirt. Uh, each consumer has the option to buy a red, blue, white, black, yellow, pink, orange, purple t-shirt, right? And so I let them pick and that's how it's personalized in a way, right? 
um, the li- the the self-hosted stores they can't compete with big brands on price or shipping, right? There's no economy of scale for there. There is no, It's not as great as for me to sell my own T-shirts as it is for Target, right? Target has thirty thousand of that one T-shirt. I only can have what let's say a hundred supreme rum ham t-shirts right like they're they're able to reduce the price so significantly and i i can't reduce my price lower than like twenty dollars right so and then they're shipping they they i have to go to the post office and i'm i'm at the mercy of the post office and they're shipping but Target, they ship their 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 products themselves. Like they can get it there, boom. Um, they have their own stores too, where you know they just go, okay, he ordered this one shirt in San Jose. Let's take one of those shirts from the San Jose store and ship it to their house in you know two hours. I can't do that, right? So I can't compete on price and I can't compete on shipping. Um, but what I can compete on is the product, right? So this one element I'm thinking of is personalization. Like allow the consumer to design their own product. And this would work like with decorations, like like Christmas wreaths. Imagine if so, uh, a Christmas tree farm did a wreath and they let people like design the bow or pick the color of the bow like do you what color lights do you want things like that um you can do this with clothes or jewelry too um big brands you know they can't individualize a significant amount of orders but if i'm getting 30 orders um and they're all personalized i can charge a little more and just you know work on it um, I don't know. I, I, I would be able to handle 30 personalized orders, right? Um, uh, big brands can't do that and that's where I can compete. Yeah. Okay. I think the value in e-commerce is allowing consumers to buy items they can't find in store, like an out of print book or vintage clothing, because for me to buy Oreos online, Dude, uh, I live half a mile away from a store. I can just go get Oreos if I really wanted them. But like, like my book, some of my books are actually out of print and I can't get them in store or they're not, at the very least, they're not selling in a store. So I have to go find them online, right? And I have, I have a Yankees hat from their 2009 World Series. Um, I can't find that anywhere else if I wanted to get a new one or like give my nephew that same hat and we have matching hats. I'd have to find that online, right? Okay. Um, last thing I have to say is that, uh, many people refuse to buy, um, like, Items that can go bad online, which makes, which makes them avoid shopping 
like grocery shopping online altogether. Um, for example, I refuse to buy um, ice cream online. I might buy ice cream online just to like talk about it here, but that's like a huge um, sector or section of e-commerce that still needs to be worked on and uh, has a solution that they haven't solved, right? Okay, dude, this is a super long episode for just me. Uh, thank you for listening to it if you are listening this far. I very much appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.